This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 338. Uh, check us out, MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, buy our t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. If you want to give us a like on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Check out our videos, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, at Marking Out, at BTTG161. Also joined here this week by Dave making his return to the show. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how you doing? Well, to be honest, I'm feeling uh, kind of uh, crummy. Feeling kind of crummy. So would you so, like to like, cover whatever happened to you last week? Yeah, sure. Well, last week, uh, I woke up at 3.15 in the morning, and I had intense abdominal pain. Do you, know, tried... do you, you know for a fact it was 3.15? Yeah. Yeah. I woke up right at 3.15. I had abdominal pain. I tried to fight through it. I had to go to the ER. Found out that I had an 8-millimeter kidney stone uh, inside of me, uh, clogging up my ureter and backing up urine into my kidney. So, yeah, I had to spend, what, uh, I think three days and two nights in the hospital to recover. They had to go through, uh, take me to the operation room, do procedures to remove uh, the kidney stone. And now I have a stent up in my ureter to keep it, at, uh, keep it open at the current time. Oof. And, yeah, it's very, very uncomfortable. And I'm still battling a uh, pain here and there. But that's why uh, I couldn't record last last week. Which so if anybody has kidney stones or, uh, yeah, I it's tough. It's it hurts a lot. But I don't envy yeah. you. Oh no! If you can go your entire life avoiding it, I would say that's best <laughs> it's off. Like, it's like not something that's avoidable though, right? I mean, I guess it like you can avoid it by diet, but I'm not yeah, too but sure. Not really, I mean, how unhealthy do you eat? Not too unhealthy, but I mean, I, I don't know what what the cause was yet. Like what it was, ma- uh, what it was made up. They'll eventually tell you. Yeah, yeah. When I see the urologist, he'll be able to break it down to me. It's like it's actually it wasn't a kidney stone. It's it's just a hairball. Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> it was weird. Like they showed me the cat skin, and you see this white, pretty like a pearl. Like a white dot, the size of a pearl, in my ureter, and then you see if you travel the, the ureter up to the kidneys, you could see that it has uh, the back of a urine in the kidney because it's a little bit darker. Right. And yeah, so that stinks. Um. Yeah, but I'm sure you had a better week than me. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I definitely had a better week than you, but I didn't. I didn't do anything. Yeah. How was uh, last week's show? Did you have fun? Uh, see, it's like it's super difficult to record a show by yourself when you're not like, you're not the type of person that just can sit there and talk. 
Like, I could talk to myself on Facebook all day. <laughs> yeah. And all night, but I can't, like, talk out in general. Yeah. But I, I listened to it. I over, I think it was a lot better than I originally thought it was. Uh-huh. So. Well, yeah. All right. Well, good. I mean, seems like uh, everyone that listened did like it. I haven't heard a complaint yet. So, good job. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think we're going to hear any complaints. <laughs> I doubt it too. <laughs> did you see anything about? Well, did you? Uh, I don't. I don't even have who I put down for predictions. We tied. Okay. All right. Three and three. Three three. There you have it. Three three. All right. Well, as uh, the three three goes, we were talking about battleground. Yeah, which, Battleground, which took place at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, wasn't awesome as always. No, left a lot to be desired. Um, it wasn't terrible. I think there were some matches, like getting right into it, the the opening match, Aiden English and Ty Dillinger, I thought that was a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I, I think that English and Dillinger, are, they make a good opener. I don't think that they're... I wouldn't. I don't know if being on the actual card is appropriate yet, but like the main card. But I thought that as a kickoff show right now, it's perfect. Right. I think that it's a great way to get the crowd involved. You have two people that really know how to get a reaction from the crowd. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't know where in the show this was. But they had a Brizongo segment with the Fashion Files. Yeah. Do you know where that is placed in the show or no? Uh, yeah, it's right after the Cena-Rusev match, I believe. Okay, so we'll wait and then go into that. I mean, we can talk about it now. Yeah, we'll just we'll kick it off with New Day. And right. the Usos. Completely unexpected. Uh, yeah. New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods teaming up. Xavier Woods actually getting the pin. Winning the titles for New Day. And it was a good match. I mean, I like the Usos double power bomb on the outside of the ring. Dude, that was fantastic. The fact first of all, it's not even like it's not even a double power bomb that like like that was impressive. The fact that they caught him. Yeah, Kofi went for his little uh his trust dive. And then did the power bomb. Like that this match was awesome. Uh, uh yeah. I don't think you could go wrong with this. I really like that the Usos have reinvented their their themselves you know yeah um but this was a fun match and especially that elbow drop like at the end of the match which he was like super far from yeah where i thought he was gonna hit like that elbow drop he covered crazy distance and then there was one point where he missed the elbow drop and got and ate a super kick on the way down which looked even better dude that like i I swear I was freaking out during this match. <laughs> I was like, that is exactly, that's exactly where super kicks should be in matches and stuff. Like, it shouldn't just be super kick, super kick, super kick. Yeah. Let it mean something. Yeah. He, he, like, that was, that's how a super kick should be in a match. Yeah. It, it was well fit, well placed. Yeah. Um, well, next up, you had New Day pick up the victory. Uh, next up, you had Nakamura pick up the victory over Baron Corbin. I'm really happy that Corbin didn't attack Nakamura on the stage. I, I liked how they were doing that, but I'm happy that it didn't happen at this pay-per-view, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But Baron Corbin cheated. Yeah. Baron Corbin hit the low he, blow. I think that he – but he he had to. He was about to get hit with the finish to kind of save himself. He went with the low blow. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing. Nakamura has been really disappointing though. I, I mean – I don't think it ha- – it's like I go back and forth with it because it's like he hasn't wrestled much. We haven't seen him to his full potential yet. And, like, next week, who knows what's going to happen with that. Next week is going to be fun. I mean, that's a dream match pretty much. Yeah. I mean, not even pretty much. Nakamura versus Cena is is a match like two years ago <laughs> it, or three years ago. Yeah. You would be like, what? Like, there's that meme going around. Like, if you, like, tell me that, like, if this match was taking place in 2014, I would be like, what? Or if yeah. you told me in 2014 that this would take place, I'd be like, what? Yeah, no way. How, how is it possible? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so it was a solid match, but I mean, I guess maybe I want more from Nakamura. But like you mentioned before, it ended in DQ. Nakamura picked up the victory. Uh, next up, you had the Fatal fo- uh, fatal Five-Way match for the number one contendership for the Women's Championship. Natalia picked up the victory over Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, uh, Lana, and Tamina. Tamina and Lana... They kind of had their team working out pretty well for them during that match. Yeah, but Lana did she Lana did one of the dumbest things of the night. It's kind of creepy something that I probably wrote down. She who was someone had a submission locked in. Yep. Who was it? Charlotte I, was Charlotte either, locked in a, a sharpshooter or either Charlotte or Becky Lynch. I forgot. So like what if you if it's an elimination match, why would you stop an elimination from happening? It wasn't Tamina. If it was Tamina, I would get it. But I don't think that it was it happened more than once. I mean, I don't think it was just that one time. I don't I only I think remember it a few times. I only remember one time where someone was locked in a submission and she broke it up. Yeah. So I don't I don't get that but uh as far as natalia winning i'm fine with it i'm i'm looking forward to seeing naomi versus natalia you know someone who's not yeah i know a hundred percent that you're not pleased with it i'm happy it's not charlotte that that won yeah give uh give her more time to win the so-called triple crown Mm -hmm. even though she has the divas championship the Raw Women's Championship and the NXT Women's Championship. Huh, interesting. And she's now she just needs the SmackDown Women's Championship. It, it, she just doesn't do anything for me, Natalia. I, and I really don't like that she keeps on claiming, like, bringing up Bret Hart this, Bret Hart this, the best there is. It's best weird, it's weird like, that they don't bring up Anvil, but I guess it's right? because, I, I don't know, someone said because of drugs. I mean, but, but even still, that's your dad i mean red heart's not your dad he's yeah. your uncle yeah and like it's just weird that she doesn't go based off of her dad and his uh achievements but goes off of bret hart like his entire best there is the best there was and stuff like that and i'm like stop it like yeah, well, I mean, go with jim i mean new day kind of took anvil stuff with like they're like whoo oh <laughs> awful setup, awful punchline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, the joke itself works. But 
<laughs> still awful. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to seeing that at SummerSlam. Uh, and for, I mean, hopefully it'll just stay a, a singles match. And hopefully they get time. Hopefully it's, you know, it's like an 11, 11 minute match or something. And not on the kickoff show. I, you know what? I hope that it is less than an 11 minute match. But you know what? If they need an 11 minute match to show everyone really that Natalia shouldn't be there, fine. Like I, I, but, I am totally fine with that. I mean, potentially right now, I mean, you have what could take place based off of next week with Mahal and Cena or Nakamura. But right now, confirmed matches, the only non-multi-person match are the two women's matches. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, next, we saw for the WWE United States Championship, Kevin Owens picking up the victory, getting back that title, defeating AJ Styles. Now, there's rumors that this... The end of the match was changed during the match. The end of the match, yeah, like that was, it was a weird finish. the The match itself, I thought, was really good, and then the ending happened, and it was like AJ Styles just like got rolled up and didn't even like attempt to get yeah. out of it. So it looked off, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to believe or not with internet rumors. If I believe well, every was... single internet rumor, we're like that like the match was changed mid match or whatever that the finish was and that like that left AJ Styles flustered or whatever it's like if what i was, believed what 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 was the reasoning for the change of the match i, I have no idea what you didn't see about that no but it's like if i believed every single internet rumor then i would like how ridiculous is that story with Braun Strowman and Karen Jarrett is like i don't even is that like a legit story no it seems clue. pretty ridiculous where yeah. they were with Global Force guys in Nashville or whatever, and Karen Jarrett went up to Braun Strowman to ask for an autograph because her son is such a big fan, and he kind of blew her off and maybe got angry with her and cursed at her, blah, 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 and then didn't know she was Karen Jarrett, and she was like, oh, I'm going to tell my husband, and he finds out that her husband and the, the kid's father was Kurt Angle. And then he gets down on his knees in front of the WWE superstars and begs for forgiveness. Like what? Like I, I don't yeah. know. I don't like, know. If I, I don't understand. That. Like how does that make it on its onto a, a news site? Now, for the record, this wasn't picked up by Ryan, though. Correct? No, I don't believe. I don't think Wrestling Sheet, Pro Wrestling Sheet, picked it up. But he's also he's, he's been away, but still working hard through his vacation. Yeah. So I don't believe anything until he posts it and confirms exactly. it. Exactly. So it's like just like the page story that like oh her a warrant was issued for her arrest. No, and a warrant wasn't issued for her arrest. Yeah. But it's Kevin always. Owens, Kevin Owens is the WWE United States Champion as of after Battleground. Uh, it's a really good match. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had a although I want to say I was. Um, I was expecting it to be the match of the night, but honestly, that New Day and Usos match, they killed it. Yeah. I think that was definitely the match of the night. Agree. Um, but next up, you had a flag match, which really, we had no clue what the rules were. 
since, I, like, first of all, since uh, is that always what you have to do, where you have to go all the way up to the entranceway and put the flag in the? I don't think so. I thought I it just was normally like, like ringside. Yeah, I thought it, I I was thinking flag on a pole match. Yeah, no, I thought you always have to like you have to get your flag and then put it in the in the the hole the holder uh-huh. or whatever. But like, there was a bunch of stupid spots in here too that were like. Like, why, like, John Cena's flag is closer than Rusev's flag to the entranceway. Instead of focusing on Rusev, like, Rusev's going up to get his flag, who cares? Like, you could just go up to get your flag, and then you're right in front. You're you're ahead of the game. Let Rusev have to chase you. Yeah. That, that didn't happen. And unfortunately, John Cena won. I just, I don't see the point in Cena winning this. Yeah, I'm really not happy that Cena won. Like, uh, unless John Cena was going to go further and challenge for the United States Championship, I have no idea why John Cena won this. I mean, I guess to set up him versus Jinder, or the Which, potential for that, but even still, still, I mean... It still makes no sense. Like, yeah, oh, USA versus India. But, like, yeah. that's still not, like... For me, that's not a setup. Uh-uh. I liked at least, uh, I thought, what I thought was going to happen with the table spot was John Cena would climb up the steps just as he goes to put the flag through the, into the holder. Boom, Rusev spears him off onto the, off of the steps or pushes him off the steps and Cena goes flying through the tables. That didn't happen. Cena instead had Rusev up, drag him up the steps and then put him through that way. Yeah. And then Cena won. Cena won. Yeah. Unfortunately. Up next was a match that you well, were wrong with. Now, oh, now you want to mention right? the yes. Fashion Files. Right. Fashion Files took place where we thought we were going to find out on SmackDown. There was the Tully all ripped up and everything with a note underneath that said Battleground. Uh, Ascension came in and they were like, yo, bro. It was us. We attacked you. We did it. And they were like, why would you do it? And then they were like, wait a minute. It couldn't have been you. You weren't even at SmackDown last week or the other week. You had two tickets to Paradise. <laughs> Who, by the way, I, I still, I don't, I don't understand why Eddie Money followed me on Twitter, but. But it's still pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty cool. And uh, so the Ascension ended up not being the attackers. And instead, the camera just, like, falls over or whatever. And we see Brizango get attacked and dragged off one by one. Yeah. Very uh, horror movie-ish. Yeah. Where you just see the body getting dragged. So it's like, could there be two people or could there be one person? Oh, could just be one person. Like, they were dragged off, not at the same time. Yeah. Doesn't have to be two people. Now, if it is one person, like, the only per- the only person that I know that's, like, known for something like that on SmackDown that's, like, not in a... I mean, yes, Luke Harper's not in a tag team. Rowan? Uh, Eric Rowan's not in a tag team. Um, Kane's running for mayor of Tennessee. But, like, he does stuff like that. Uh, it's like super far-fetched. I don't see that happening. I'm still disappointed that Kane missed WrestleMania. 
and I believe the Royal Rumble also. Mm-hmm. But I was looking forward to finding out on SmackDown, and they didn't nope. even... Like, WWE.com posted, like, oh, find out what happened to Brizongo on SmackDown tonight. Yeah. And then you didn't even find out what happened. Like, they, there was not even, like, a mention of it. Huh. Yeah. It was disappointing. It's... Well... Which, speaking of disappointing, um, I wouldn't say... For me. Fu- I wouldn't say fully disappointing. What do you mean, for you? Well, because I picked it wrong. You picked Orton? Oh, no, the next match. Uh, oh, Zayn versus Mike. Oh, yeah, I completely skipped over that. Yeah. Yeah, so Sammy Zayn defeated Mike Kanellis. Um, I mean, yeah, Maria got involved again. So I think it's going to happen in most every singles match with Mike mm-hmm. Bennett, Mike Kanellis in there. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And, uh, yeah, so I just, I didn't see that. I didn't see him being the one to lose. And. Yeah. I mean, I well, you did. Didn't you predict Zane? Well, yeah, I'm saying, like, I didn't see Zane losing because. Oh, oh, gotcha. Because of what happened on SmackDown. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I thought with Mike being the newcomer that he was going to get the victory. And then even with Maria getting in the ring, I was like, oh, hell no. It's about to, I'm about to lose this. (laughs) But Zayn, he was able to take advantage of that. He countered the counter or countered the distraction. Well, talking about distractions and all, this main event, Pajambi prison match, WWE title on the line. Jinder Mahal successfully defended against Randy Orton. Uh, I do like the setup of the Pajambi uh, I think I think it, it looks like I think it's one of the coolest like ty- ring, ring types that WWE has. Yeah. Um, fans in attendance can't see through it. Huh. <laughs> and and it's funny. I saw somebody tweet saying like, "Good luck to everybody." I was at like the first one or whatever, and you literally can't see through it. And then I saw somebody post, "I paid six hundred dollars for front row seats, and this is my view." And like you you could see like half of Orton. Really? Photo, I can yeah. see these pictures. Yeah. I Like, when you look at the cage, it seems like you wouldn't be able to see through it. Because it's bamboo and then more bamboo. Yeah. Like, you can't see through bamboo. A steel cage, you see, it's, like, thin. Yeah. This has two structures. Yeah, that's annoying. And what sucks even more is they don't... For whatever reason, like, they stopped putting stuff on the Titantron. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. Because there's think, times where you would find yourself watching the Titantron more than what was in the ring. Yeah, now you have to, like, actually hope you can see. Yeah. That's weird. Which I, I still I don't get that at all. Like, Me when, neither. Like, I think, I feel like it started in maybe 2015 where they, like, stopped. They started to, like, wean that out. Uh-huh. Because I feel like at TakeOver, when I went to the first one, they were like, people were like pissed off and chanting, like, we can't see. Yeah. Like they were like, turn on the video or something, and like, yeah. they just didn't. Huh. Yeah. Well, during but, this match, I thought it was a fine match. Uh, the Singh brothers got involved. They were hiding underneath the ring. No, no, no. I don't think they were hiding underneath the ring. 
No. I think I they thought... like went through like how they were doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I that's what I think happened. Gotcha. And apparently also people were confused about the rules of this match. Where I guess they didn't watch SmackDown to know the rules. Uh-huh. They were they were complaining about being confused because they couldn't hear. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess they weren't sure about it's like a weird rules too, where it's like once the doors open, it's you got sixty seconds. Uh-huh. That was what was on the Titan Tron, by the way, the countdowns. Gotcha. So it was like it's an interesting concept. I wouldn't I like I would like to see a, a match like this make it into a WWE video game. Uh-huh. But 2K is probably like, no, hell no. We're not. Like, there's no way. <laughs> like, that would be a cool uh, concept to add to the video game. Yeah, it's funny because it's like when um, f- for for No Mercy on N64, it's like there were, there were Game Shark codes that you could put in and make a quote-unquote hell in a cell. Uh-huh. Even though it was, it was just a steel cage match with a roof on top. And it's like, it's like the, by the time No Mercy came out, it was definitely like a, a predominant, like, we want this match. Yeah. We want to play this. And then I think um, SmackDown 1 also had a Hell in a Cell, and it was kind of like the, the Game Shark hack. If uh-huh. I remember correctly, I think it was just a cage match with a roof, and it wasn't a true Hell in a Cell. So video games have definitely come a long way, and I think I mean you got the elimination chamber in there. Uh, it would be it should be interesting if like, I mean this year we saw a new elimination chamber. So it would be interesting to see if that actually ends up making the cut for WWE 2K18, or if WWE Games was just like, yeah, we're we're just gonna leave the old one in. I have a feeling they're just going to leave the old one, but it would be really nice if they included the old and the new. Yeah, and that's what, that's another thing. Like, I hope like when stuff like that happens, like I, like one year we were able to choose like cage color and stuff. Ah, uh-huh. and it's like I would I want to be able to choose a an old school blue cage. I want to be able to choose a black cage. Yeah, like they had it St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Same thing with ladders and stuff in the game. Like, not every single ladder is always going to be a black or silver ladder. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, it would be pretty interesting to add that in there. But I definitely don't see them having a Punjabi prison in here at all. No. Um, yeah, and, and the Singh brothers, they, I think they did a, a good job in this match. They, one of them fell from the top of the, the outer cage onto the uh, announce table. So yeah, that, that seems good to be spot. that seems to be like a, a Sing Brother spot. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, let's not talk. Let's not forget about the big uh, return of uh, the Great Kali. Which like the music hits and people are like, "What? What's happening?" Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it's funny because I was like, I was like, I wasn't googling to get a gif of Great Kali. But I was thinking about getting a gift just in case something like that were to happen. Yeah. And then he comes out and I was like, what the? Like, I, because it was like, you can't really expect that. Yeah. I would have only had the gift for like, like a 0.1% chance that he would show up. Huh. And then he showed up and how did he get into the ring? 
He didn't. He, he didn't. climbed up the yeah. cage, which was the most probably the most athletic stuff we've ever seen from him. And then it makes you realize why he was never in a Punjabi uh, prison. No, match. he was though. He he was in the second Punjabi prison against oh, yeah. Batista. He wasn't in the original. The first How? one he was supposed to be in it. And then there was something wrong. He wasn't medically cleared. Like there was Yeah, but like, how could he even like be in a match like that? I don't know. I mean, Big Show was in it. Big Show and Taker opened the they had the first one. I mean, yeah, but those big guys, I mean, to crawl on uh, in through like get out escape through the opening and then have to climb up and over. Well, I mean, in I, I feel like I just can't I feel like it didn't happen like that. I feel like maybe they I feel like they climbed over the top in order uh-huh. for that in order for that to happen. So, huh. but yeah, Kali climbed climbed the cage a bit and prevented Orton from climbing out. Yeah, uh, and then the one thing I don't like is that he was holding the championship. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it wasn't like he such did, a he long didn't give time. It, it wasn't. He a, did give it to. Yeah. I don't think there should have been a, like any way to be photographed of you celebrating holding the title up. Yeah. But that that happened and whatever. Yeah, what can you do? But that was – I was about to say that was Breaking Bad. That was Battleground. All right. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which – Opened up with Kurt Angle. Um, did he, he? I think he announced the match for Jason Jordan. Yeah, I think he mentioned that he'll his, be making his, his son's going to be in action. He'll be making his Raw debut later on in the night, which is just not true because he made his Raw debut last week. <laughs> yeah. His in-ring debut. In-ring, yeah. But, so basically, Kurt Angle opens the show discussing Brock Lesnar's opponent at SummerSlam, which Braun Strowman came out, Samoa Joe comes out, finally Roman Reigns comes out. They all speak to Kurt Angle and say like why they deserve, why they should be the only person to face Lesnar. And then Angle announced a fatal four-way. Mm-hmm. Which then turned into a pull-apart brawl between the three of them. Which is pretty entertaining. I that Braun Strowman threw Which one of these security guards. Was like I couldn't like I can't believe like how do you land like that even? The guy landed. He definitely good. He, he he took a big bump. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he felt that the day after. I was it was like one of those bumps that usually there's a bunch of people there to catch you. And yeah, and I was surprised, no. like I was like, How the heck is nobody like there to catch him? Yeah, he went just <sighs> He just landed landed right on that out, outside of the ring. That definitely bruised his hip. Yeah. I was trying to remember what the meme that was that, that got turned into. Oh, I didn't see it. Of somebody like throwing him far. I can't remember what it was though. Huh. But I, I thought like and then you had Reigns hit a spear. Um I thought it was a good brawl. It was weird, though, that the locker room, when they spilled out, it was, like, them holding Joe off at the end. Yeah. As opposed to, like, Braun Strowman or something, but... But, yeah, yeah. this was... Yeah, this was good. Yeah, I agree. Up next was Elias Sampson defeating Finn Balor in a no-disqualification match. Um, 
yeah, let's just skip to the end. Yeah, nothing really to say here. I mean, it, I mean it's it was, based off of the last the, the, I mean, the match, the match was good, though. It was, it was like 20 minutes long. I didn't find anything wrong with it. The only thing that I wish took place, Taz on his show said that he doesn't think Balor should have waited for his, like, did his whole entrance and stuff. Why? He was trying to, like, first of all, Finn Balor got smacked with a guitar over his head last week. Yeah. So should you, like, want revenge and come out and then do your whole entrance and stuff? Or when Elias Sampson, you know you have a no-DQ match, Sampson is out there playing guitar in the dark with the spotlight, why not have Balor just show up from behind, maybe do his pose then, and then attack Samson from behind? Uh, I guess I could see that. But Bray Wyatt comes out at the end of the match, hits the sister Abigail, and uh, yeah, so helps. Still, still setting up uh, Balor to feud with him. Yeah, which, uh, is, which is good. Yeah, next up, backstage you had Enzo talking to Big Show about how he's going to go out there and face Cass. And then that led in big show tried to talk him out of it and went right into Cass just beating him up and picking up the victory where big show tried to make a save after and big show ended up getting beaten up for it. What do you think? Do you think that big show is going to end up getting fed up with Enzo like Cass did and be like, <laughs> you're writing checks that you cannot cash. And, and I, and then they team up. Is that what your tweet yeah. was? Yeah. I don't see that happening because, like, I don't. Because then, who steps in to help Enzo? I think that no. I one wouldn't. Has to. I wouldn't mind. Wait, what did you say? No I don't one? think anyone has to. I I wouldn't mind. Like at this point in the WWE tag team division, I don't think I would. I would mind if like Cass and Big Show became a team and then went on to win titles or anything. Well, the thing is, I I said it before about SmackDown and Authors of Pain and stuff. The one thing that the Raw roster and the SmackDown roster is missing is a larger-than-life dominant tag team. And I mean, like, just two powerhouses, you know? Like War Machine. Yeah. Like, they're just missing a tag team, or Authors of Pain. They're just missing some sort of a large tag team that, when they, like, natural disasters, when they step onto that stage and into that ring, all eyes are on them, and the opponents don't want to even face them because they know that, their life is at stake, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like the, like we're kind of lacking in that a little. So maybe uh, maybe that'll end end up like that. I don't, I mean, probably not, but. Probably not. Again, I'd be all for it. Yeah, probably not. Uh, uh, next, uh, earlier in the night. Emma cut Kurt Angle off backstage and asked what like what she has to do to to get noticed. And then she was like, "Maybe I'll start dating your son." And Kurt's like, "You know what? You want to get noticed? You got a match against Nia Jax." And then Nia Jax just completely obliterated Emma. That that sent in, sent on flip. That she where she landed right on her. Which I I mean if I don't know if it's gonna be like her new finisher. I don't know. That took the wind out of me because it's not even like that was good. That was good she, though. I think that that was legit. Like if you look at it, usually like a senton, like they land on their butts or they land like closer to the. They don't land like dead center on them. It was like how Jeff Hardy hits the, the swanton now. Yeah, 
like she landed dead center on him. Yeah, I, thought, uh, on I thought it looked really good. Yeah, it looked good, but it looked looked painful. And then this was reported as like punishment for Emma's tweets. Really? Yeah, I I again I doubt what that. Tweets? She tweeted about like, oh, like I started the women's revolution. Why aren't I being used or something like that? Oh, that's weird. I don't think that that would be a punishment statement. Well, punishment I mean, a, statement. It was like a one-sided match, basically. And yeah, but I mean, it could also. I mean, that's kind of her gimmick. Yeah. Uh, well, next up, you had a little uh, cruiserweight action. Yeah, Tazawa going to the ring. Well, what? first he was being interviewed. Titus, yeah. He was being interviewed. Uh, Titus O'Neil said that you're not cleared to wrestle. And Tazawa got pissed and went out anyways. Yeah, he tried stopping him. He called out Davari and Neville came out instead. And then Tazawa and Neville went face to face. He started attacking Neville. And then Davari came out and attacked both of them. Yeah. I thought this was a very good segment. I thought it was too. I'm happy that Davari's being used in this. I it's I wish I, I find that, it weird though that they're doing that. I wish Mustafa Ali would. <laughs> I don't I don't I I need somebody else. He's not even a heel though, so Who? Ali. No, he's not. Again though, where the heck is um he's... Lince Dorado and oh. and um Grand Metallic? Yeah. Why aren't they getting used? I don't, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But next up, you had Bailey pick up the victory over Sasha Banks to become the number one contender for that women's title. Tell me this wasn't the best match of the night. Uh, Come on. Yeah. I think it's a shame. It was, that, but I don't think the competition was all that high. Well, well you know? yeah. I just think it's a shame that, like, they go out there and do stuff like this and, like... Every single week, why doesn't WWE let them do stuff like that? Uh, like maybe it would become stale if they if they didn't save matches like these for special occasions. But this I match, guess. this match was good. This match was really good. Such such a match that like like we haven't seen matches like this in in a while for Raw. Yeah, how did you like the end? The frog splash into the roll. Yeah, the that was it. Was an interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. I, like I blinked and I was like, "Wait, how did Bailey get on top?" And then they played uh, the replay, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I, of course, would have rather uh, Sasha Banks win. Yeah, than... I honestly, I would have liked for instead of yeah, I would have liked for Sasha Banks to walk into SummerSlam facing Alexa Bliss, and yeah. then Bailey gets jealous or whatever. And the next night, I set it up last week perfectly. She she turns on. Alexa, she turns on Sasha Banks on Monday yeah. Raw in Brooklyn. Brooklyn fans are like, "How could they? How could she do this?" They like cry and everything. Actually, yeah, this is a. a well, I, the, the problem is I can't imagine uh, Sasha Banks heel turning, making her that no, much no, of a not heel. Sasha Bailey. Oh, Bailey. Bailey would be the heel. Oh, gotcha. In my scenario, I can't see her being a heel. It's like same thing as seeing Natalia being a heel. But it happens. She is a heel. I think if you were to say like same thing like Sami Zayn or something. Yeah, I just can't see it. 
But who knows? Who knows works. what's gonna happen? Yeah, you never know what's what works and doesn't until it happens. Yeah. So. That's true. Up next, we saw Jason Jordan, the real Double J, taking on and defeating Kurt Hawkins. Um, it did what it needed to do. Yeah, I thought it was it was fine. Hawkins is one of the best enhancement talent out there. Uh, and I thought it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, and Jason Jordan ended the match with the belly to back neck breaker. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the revival take on the club, which Both was the not cut a promo before. First of all, this was not a match I was expecting to see. Yeah. And I saw somebody tweet like, "Oh, we're getting the revival working with the club." I was like, "Wait, what?" And then and then I watched it. I was this was awesome. I. Is like, like the it? stock of the club decreasing? I don't think so. I, it's for whatever reason. I mean, there's clearly they're all still wrapped up in some sort of match that's going to take place at SummerSlam. Because the Hardys came out to distract the club, which then the Revival, they were able to hit the Shatter Machine and, and won the match. And then the Hardys went to the ring and they brawled with the Revival. Yeah. So, I mean... Really, the revival defeated the club because the Young Bucks. You have to blame the Young Bucks for that. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. They did it. For, they did it. They did it to sh- to prove the the young, the young Bucks wrong. Yeah. And then the Hardy Boys are involved. They're they're trying to defeat the revival to help out the Young Bucks because they grew mutually appreciated each other over their time on the independent scene. The it is pretty funny, Cody Rose's uh, new motto. Yeah, with but the it's revival, not, it's not just him; it's the Young Bucks too. I, I think it's. I thought it was just Cody Rhodes started it, and then everyone else in the Bullet Club picked it up. That's potentially like, what happened, but I'm not sure. Yeah, like but, Cody just like Cody even said it after he won the Ring of Honor Championship. He said it like uh, in the ring, like it's pretty like random and funny when he says it. I guess maybe because it's like no flips, just fists. Huh. I don't know. They're on Team Headlock instead of Team Dive? Potentially. Well, regardless, that's two. ProWrestlingTees.com. Slash one. Maybe one. I don't recall ever Uh, saying that. But main event. The Shield, Ambrose, and Rollins teaming up to pick up the victory over the Miz and Miz Taraj. Uh, yeah, it was all right. But it wasn't what it needed to be, though, I don't think. And then what about the ending where Ambrose refused to do the Shield pound? And it was just like, like it looked like he was just being a, a spaz, you know? Like, Which, just very awkwardly. Like, this, again, is like rumors swirling which I hope don't come true, is that it's going to eventually like lead up to Ambrose trusting Seth Rollins and then finally giving him that fist bump or whatever and then leading to them teaming up and, and defeating Sheamus and Cesaro for the titles. Interesting. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, they keep telling us, like, oh, we're not teaming them up. We're not teaming up. I'm, Stay I'm out fine. of my business. Stay out of I'm my business. With that. But it just I'm doesn't totally. make sense because then they all they do they say that over and over again. But all well, they we do is that, team up. We, we had that with Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm, I'm no, fine but with no, 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 no. It's completely different. It's completely different. 
Ambrose says, stay out of my business. Rollins goes, whatever, fine, I'll stay out of your business. And then Ambrose goes into his business. And then, like, they're like, we're not, like, the shield is dead. We're not going to be the shield anymore. We're never going to yeah. be the shield. And then they keep doing it. All they speak about is that. And then here I, they are tagging up. They're like, oh, for the first time since for two year, over two years or whatever. It's like, oh, but, I mean, AJ Styles won the title at MSG and the Shield reunited there to team up. But I guess we won't consider that a reunion. Nah. But I, ho- I hope that doesn't happen. Although that gets them both out of the intercontinental and yeah, exactly. Universal it, it frees them up, picture. frees them up, put them in the tag team division. I mean, it builds a little bit for the tag team division because now you have two uh, prominent wrestlers in there. I just don't. If they go into the tag team, I don't want to see them dominate the tag team division. You know, like I don't want to see them win, 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 win. I want to see Cesaro and Sheamus defeat them in a match, yeah. or if there's a brawl, let Rollins and Ambrose get beaten up by the revival you know i don't want to see it just a domination through of the shield but it's like what like what is that next match that's going to take place like what does SummerSlam have that like is it going to be could it be a tlc match between cesaro sheamus hardy's revival and the club it could it could but that's one in that raw also like by best. the way no gold dust only the online stuff with Goldust? What do you mean? Like he just cut a promo online and said he's oh. going to start filming another movie or something. Well, he was out there to stop the brawl in the beginning, too. Which, like, yeah, which I don't get. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right, let's talk about SmackDown. Yeah, Kevin Owens opened the show talking about uh, winning the U.S. Championship, being the face of America again. The and right full face. Start, the, uh, start that challenge again. Yeah, he's going to do an open challenge starting next week, which uh, James Ellsworth can't even accept because his suspension is up on f- the fr- next Friday, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but AJ Styles came out. Not He didn't demand a rematch, but basically and he wants a rematch. And Kevin Owens is like, didn't you hear? I'm not defending my title until next week. And then Jericho, Chris Jericho made a surprise return. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Which is, it's cool to, like, for whatever reason, whenever he returns, it seems like they're always, like, surprise returns. Like, that never gets leaked out, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, maybe the one time it was leaked out was when he debuted on Raw. Yeah. But I think it's awesome that he returned, in the way that he returned, at least. And, uh... <laughs> He said that he's owed a rematch as well for the U.S. Championship. And then he put AJ Styles on the list, and they argued a bit back and forth while Kevin Owens snuck off. And then Shane McMahon came out and made the match, a triple threat match for later in that night. Yeah. Uh, Next up, you had Nakamura pick up the victory over Baron Corbin. Uh, Not much to really say about this match, though. Baron Corbin went for the low blow again. Yeah. Nakamura dodged it, hit that sick elbow, and then kicked his knee out. Ends with a Kinshasa. But, yeah, other than that, like, I, I thought that the dodge of the low blow was really good. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, not much just, not, not much is taking place there. Yeah. 
Up next, Becky Lynch teaming up with Charlotte Flair to defeat Tamina and Lana. Uh, Tamina hit a super kick, which left Charlotte dazed, and Lana tagged herself in. And yeah, kind for, of messing over the tag team. Yeah, went messing for, over a. Yeah. Yeah, she went for a move. Charlotte ducked it. Hits uh, Tamina with the kick. Turns around, hits Lana with the big boot, and then won. And then t- and Tamina, Tamina was not happy. Yeah, she looked pissed and left Lana in the ring on her own. And then Lana chased after her. Yeah, it was very. Is that it with them? I have. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's happening with them? I mean, she did follow her out, but even still, I'm confused of where this is going, you know? It's like, I mean, I was how can confused. you work together and you both want the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> I guess she wants the spotlight it shows. I guess. I still hate Flair and Lynch together. Because and they I have even, so much. And I hate even more that they keep on going with the four horsewomen stuff. Even because that was originally Ronda Rousey's and they just took it. Or at least someone was positive it was Ronda Rousey and them first. Uh, yeah, probably. Nah. Well, next up, you ended up having uh, Jinder Mahal. Cutting a promo in the ring about his victory over Randy Orton last night, just to be interrupted by American Maid, John Cena. Well, he was demanding a SummerSlam opponent. Yeah. And Cena came out to accept, uh, which basically on its own set up a match. But Daniel Bryan came out, and he goes, sorry, that's not how matches are made on SmackDown here. Shane or I have to make the match. So if you want this match, John Cena... Next week, you're going to have to face Nakamura for it, which is super random. Because Nakamura won on the pay-per-view. He gets the number one contendership match. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, Aiden English won on the pay-per-view. Where's his title match? Right. (laughs) I mean, at some point he'll get it, right? Yeah. That's how it works. But, uh, yeah, who knows, right? There's only, there's only so many rings you could grab. But uh, next week, who knows what's going to happen? Like, could Jinder Mahal potentially, like, interrupt the match, changing that match at SummerSlam to be a triple threat match for the WWE Championship? Could Baron Corbin maybe come out, cost Nakamura the match, and then, and then maybe Shane and, or Daniel Bryan put the Money in the Bank briefcase on the line at SummerSlam? I hope not. I'd never want to see the briefcase be defended. I don't know. If you cheat uh, enough times, should you, like... He's uh, a heel. I'm fine with it. Like, it's not... I don't see... I see it different. Maybe I'm a little bit skewed with it, but I see it a lot different from Samoa Joe's victories being cheap and stuff like that. Like, with Baron Corbin, all right, it fits because he's... He, that's how he is, you know? But Samoa Joe is always raving about how he schools this person, how he's so dominant and everything like that. But if you're so dominant, you shouldn't have to do all of that so constantly. But with Baron Corbin... Oh, uh, I, I feel like it's like Baron Corbin has the case, so he doesn't really need to compete. Yeah, that too. So with that being... If you're going to keep being cheap... Maybe let's let's threaten him to take away the briefcase. 
It doesn't. That, it doesn't necessarily mean that Corbin's going to lose the case. But nah, I I just hope not. Um. Next up, you had the main event of the. Nope. No, you we did had not. Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger teaming up to take on and defeat Aiden English and Mike Kanellis, which a majority of this match took place during the commercial. Yeah. Not Zane, a fan of that. Somewhere he got a hit and tag in at the end and hit the Haluva kick on Mike and won the match, but really nothing took place. No, it, it, it was, was just, just a filler. Yeah, it was really just all. It was really most of it took place during the commercial. Yeah, just a filler. I hate when I, I hate like. I get that it's picture in picture now, but like, you just it takes away from the match, and then they do nothing. Yeah. I, and sometimes I don't, I notice that they've been showing during a match they'll show a flashback to well yeah that in the dude past. they did for not on the wait what do you mean in the past like they like say uh, Nakamura and Corbin are fighting on the SmackDown right they're in a picture in the picture in the picture they're showing clips from their battleground match I don't know that they did that but yeah. Yeah, I forgot who it was with, but I, I just didn't like it. But I know that on SmackDown they had they said they were they cut to commercial, showed what was happening during the commercial, came back from commercial and they go, Here's what you missed during the commercial break. And it's like, what do you mean? We what do you mean did we miss it? We see it on the television. We didn't miss yeah. anything. It's in the same size picture now. It's the same I don't understand. You just went to another picture-in-picture, picture, except now you're live on, on the air. We already saw that. We were watching it in the same small TV. Yeah. In the same small spot. But up next, we saw the New Day going out to celebrate their victory, which I, I really do hope that they end up breaking the record again. I doubt it's going to happen, but um, they went to celebrate their victory, and the Usos attacked them from behind, which I thought, again, this was another really good segment with them. I agree. I, I like that. I like that Big E was left backstage, you know? Like, yeah. not all three of them were battling to the front. Yeah. And I like, I forget, I don't know which Uso did it, but they tossed Kofi into the, into like the Minitron screen. And Co the way Kofi sold it was like, I thought it was really good. Yeah. It was, like, it was very entertaining. He went face first and landed right on his back. But yeah, that was that was a really good segment between the Usos and New Day. Yeah, I agree. And then the main event of the evening took place for the WWE United States Championship. AJ Styles defeated Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens and is now the United States Champion again. How do you feel about that? Confused. I mean, especially after the ending that we got on the pay-per-view. Like, I don't know how I feel about the hot potato of the United States Championship with three title changes in July. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of, I, I kind of don't mind it. I feel like this puts such a damper on records, though. Yeah, but like, like when we were younger, you see. Rick Rick Flair was this many times champion, and like all Hulk Hogan was this many times, and all of that stuff, and it's like some of these title reigns are so long, or there's so many of them, but then current day, 
their title reigns aren't as long. Back then, it was it wasn't just one day and lose. Maybe it was, but it, titles changed all the time without us knowing. Nah. Or not us. I mean, well, maybe you, but yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, I, this match I thought was really good. There was a lot of kickouts and false finishes, and I honestly, who would have expected AJ Styles to win? It's like you walk into this match. Of course, Kevin Owens is going to win. Was definitely not expecting him to win. Yeah, AJ Styles was able to pin Chris Jericho. He hit Kevin Owens hits the frog splash. AJ Styles gets back into the ring, tosses Kevin Owens out of the ring, and then just steals steals the win. And it, again, this kind of like with uh, Sasha and Bailey, it's like I it like matches like this that you just hope to get every week. Yeah, I agree with you. And then Kevin Owens challenged AJ Styles to a rematch next week for the title. Yeah. But that was SmackDown. That was Monday Night Raw. Um, we don't really have that much outside the ring news. Do you want to just not take a break? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's not take a break. It's weird. And two we weeks, won't be back <laughs> two right weeks, here. Two weeks in a row not taking a break. But yeah, well, uh, just a little outside of the ring news. Uh, Renee Young will now be on both. Raw and SmackDown, which it's like, like thank you. Yeah, so deserving. Um, it's just again talking smack is a disappointment that that it's no longer a thing. It's only after pay per views. But uh, Daniel Bryan and Renee Young debuted smacking talk this week after SmackDown, <laughs> and we find out that Chad Gable might have a father who's also bow, a bow, WWE bow. superstar, that being Daniel Bryan, even though they're five years... Daniel Bryan's five years older than Chad Gable. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully they keep doing this until until they bring back Talking Smack for a full-time weekly scheduling program. Do you believe the rumors with it, the involvement of Vince McMahon? With him... How he didn't like the segment with New Day. Uh, it's quite funny that that was mentioned because if you go back and listen to our show at markingout.com, you will hear the same exact thing that I said. So am I Vince McMahon? Interesting. Because I said it was so stupid that like you have New Day's big SmackDown debut and it's on Talking Smack. Yeah. But again, I don't, I don't, it's the internet, you can't trust internet stuff, and I don't believe that is a factor in it. But now you just wasted, uh, they debuted on a show that's non-existent anymore. Right, uh, but I still, again, don't believe, I don't buy into that. Me neither. I think it's just cost effective, maybe, but I, again, it's like, honestly, it was one of the best, I don't understand how it was getting less views Week after week, with like, I, I like coming up twentieth on the most watched, or what's watched. It was like twentieth on the list, or far down on the list. I don't see how that's possible because Talking Smack was phenomenal. Yeah, it, like, it, it really it, was. It was it was that good that I watched it. Even if if I missed an episode of it, I would go back and I would watch it from start to finish. That's how good it was. So it's disappointing. Yeah, it, it is. It stinks. But uh, next up, Thea Trinidad. She's going to be going 
she is going to be going under the name of Zelina uh, Vega. Zelina Vega in NXT. Very exotic name right there. Yeah. So we'll find but, out more. NXT, they've been setting up everything for TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Yeah. As of right now, we have Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre, and they just have um, Asuka versus Ember Moon. Which we'll probably not, get... Not really a TakeOver uh, match I want to see. No, Ember Moon defeated Lady Tapa this past NXT. Which it's like, I don't, I don't, why, I don't, has she improved? It didn't look Tapa? like there was much, yeah. No? <laughs> like, I don't see what they're doing with her, but. Yeah. Whatever, right? Yeah. But. Um, yeah. ESPN officially confirmed that Ric Flair's 30 for 30 will be airing this November. It was announced, I think, in, like, October 2015. Got pushed. Got pushed again. Um, yeah. And then they finally, they're like, oh, it's coming out. They pulled the trigger. Yeah. They finally pulled the trigger. I just bit my lip. Ouch. I bit my that lip. That sounds Yeah, sounds but painful. it was like, the, it was like, like where do you, when you normally bite your lip, where do you bite your lip? Is it normally, um, like, the bottom lip? Yeah, never the top. Yeah, I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> I don't how understand. Did you bite your t- the top of your lip. It was like the top, like middle inside. I don't That's know. weird. That is weird. I'm like trying to recreate it. I can't. But so I know you're like biting yourself. Like I'm trying to, but it's not like it's not going. Like I can't. Like I don't know. That's what I don't know. I don't know how I bit my lip because it's not. Currently, when I try to bite my lip, it's not biting. Yeah, the, uh, the upper inside of my mouth. Maybe there's something else in there that. Like a spider or something? I have no idea. Which, I mean, by the it's way, possible. it's not possible. I mean, it's plausible, but it's not. It's not. It, there's no spider. I you don't walked. Think? No, I know. Yeah, there's no spider. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into a spider web the other night. And I, honestly, I think that's the worst part of the summer. It really is. I and it's like you always you walk into a spider web and you scream, right? Uh, no. You don't scream? No. I, I scream. I do start swiping. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, what is this? And I start, like, <laughs> cursing out the spider. And Does like, the spider so, ever respond to you? Uh, uh, honestly? Okay, first of all, completely different incident. Um, one time I went into my room and saw a spider crawling on the floor. A small little, maybe like dime-sized spider. And I'm like, what? Come on, what are you doing here? And the spider literally started coming at me, bro. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, I'm, I'm like, how big am I over this spider? And the spider's coming to challenge me? And I didn't have shoes on. I couldn't just step on it. You were so, you are vulnerable. Yeah, and it sucks because then it's like you hide outside, like, Outside of the room, like, what do you do? Like, do you go get a tissue? Or, like, because even, even with a tissue, like, ugh, I don't want to touch a spider. <laughs> now, to be honest with you, I stopped using tissues. You just use your hands? Yes. See, I stopped using tissues for ants. Ants, they could just crawl up onto my finger, and then I go wash my hand, and they go down the drain. Uh-huh. 
But a spider, I couldn't. Jared used to always have spiders. He once he took a spider from the backyard, put it inside of a in a container to keep it as a pet. And um, the thing had babies. They all escaped through the the, the air holes. Oh no! Ugh, and went all over the house. I'm like, what the? What's going on with this? That's not right. So I just, and I'm like, why did, why all of a sudden, like not all of a sudden, but why are spider webs clear? Like, like specifically so humans don't see them and then they just walk into them. It's like a hidden prank show. Like you don't see the spider web and you walk into it. It's it like, really, it really is a little bit on call for. And it, it just sticks to you and it's like, well, come on. Like I, like I'm just trying to take out the garbage. It's a bit unnecessary. To... I don't even understand where the spider, like how there's a giant enough gap between where my mom's car is to where the neighbor's, like, plants are, uh-huh. that it doesn't make sense as to why a spider had such a long spider web going that way. Hmm. Well, so, if you're listening listening to this and you just happen to be a spider, please stop. Let, let Brandon know why. Please, why did you do that? Stop. No, no, you don't even have to let me know why. You just have to stop making your webs in my directions. Stop webbing them. Yeah. It's always the worst. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> I don't really think it matters much. But uh, they announced today that the WWE Collector's Edition for 2K18 is the John Cena Seen Enough Edition. It comes with uh, the game. It comes with the two Kurt Angle character codes. It comes with something. What, what's that game that everybody plays that WWE posts about it? They're like uh, trading cards, but they're not trading cards. Oh, yeah. They come with like I, two I of those. I forgot the name of it. Um, and then they. it also comes with two John Cena attires, that being One Night Stand from 2006 with with also Rob Van Dam in that attire. So RVD makes his return to the game. As well as Batista from WrestleMania 26, I believe. Now, how long has Batista been out of uh, the game? Batista was just last year. Wasn't in the game last year for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Huh. And, uh, yeah, so for whatever reason, Batista and RVD got cut out of the game. Interesting. Um, but they they both make it back in the game, and then also coming with the collector's edition is a John Cena Mattel action figure with a shirt. You could change the shirt. One is a pro John Cena sh- shirt, and then one is a Seen Enough T-shirt. I guess to like like Bam roast John Cena even more for like or like by the fans to Bam roast him. Like oh we hate John Cena. Let's go buy the Cena suck shirt. It's like bro. Guess who's getting that money? <laughs> right. <laughs> so they have that. And it also comes with an autographed um, ring mat piece from when he won the 16th championship. That's pretty And I, and I was convinced. Cool. I was 100% convinced. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get the collector's edition. I hope it's something good. And then they showed that it was this John Cena edition. I was like, do I really, for like an extra 10 bucks, do I need... In like another John Cena autographed thing, like it's cool that it comes with the ring mat. I don't need a, a John Cena Mattel figure since I do not collect action figures anymore. Um, Which is 
Good, which is different. What? You're not collecting anymore. Well, I mean, I I get Zack Ryder and Kalisto figures. Ah. And if there's like a new Hawkins figure out, I'm going to get it. But Gotcha. I'm not spending money for that Brian Myers figure. It's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I didn't need that. And then I saw the, the price for it. I was still kind of considering getting it. And the price tag on it is $149.99. I was expecting it to be $99.99 because that's how much the collector's edition was in the past. I definitely don't... Like, what What am I spending an extra bunch of money on just for just for a figure and an autograph? I don't think... Pretty that, much. I, that collector's edition is not worth it at all. Especially because the deluxe edition comes with everything... Comes with the two Cenas, comes with the, the RVD and Batista, comes with Kurt Angles, obviously. So, I wonder if I would, I doubt it, but it would be pretty cool to get the One Night Stand Arena. Because that's the huh. Hammerstein Ballroom. I doubt uh, it, but... That, still, that would be cool. Still be pretty cool if they did that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I went to GameStop today and reserved the collector's, not the collector's edition, the deluxe edition for... Um, what was it selling? It was selling for eighty nine ninety nine. Total came to ninety seven ninety five. But you get the season pass and everything, so that's like thirty dollars right money, there. Though. Uh, I mean, the the game normally is what fifty nine ninety nine plus plus thirty bucks for the for the season pass. Which oh, that's not announced yet. We'll find out in the fall, and then plus the Batista and RVD plus John Cena's attires. Which if you don't if you don't get at least the deluxe version, you have to like wait and then go and pay for the Cena attires and RVD and Batista, I believe. So with the deluxe edition, you just get it for free, and I can go to GameStop for I think three or four days earlier, and I'll be able to pick up the game and play it. Before it comes out. Really worth it though? Yeah. Uh, even more so worth it that I got the game in total for $12.05. Huh. How'd that happen? Gift cards. Alright. I do surveys and I get gift cards and bam, I got it for $12.05. I, I $12.05. Yeah. Well, well, I got out. something that's $100 for 12 bucks. That's wild. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool, though. At least you got it for a good price. Yeah, like, I don't understand how people, like, people are going to have to pay 97 at least 97 for it. Yeah. Which is just, that's like... Absurd. I, it's insane, yeah. But, uh, I mean, you got to also factor in the fact that it comes with the DLC. Yeah. Now, I just have to hope that, like, everybody I want to be in the game is in the game. Mm. Like, hopefully, Von Erichs make it back. Hopefully, Freebirds make it back. Um, well, fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully they don't take out too many people. I assume... Yeah. I mean, obviously, Del Rio's going to be out. Yeah. But And then, I guess, whoever else was released. Hopefully, Los Matadores make it back in uh, as Shining Stars, not Los Matadores. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, Paige is in as well. That would be... Pretty cool. Yeah. See her her back in the game. 
Could, because, I mean, well, she's she was in last year's game, but like she hasn't been on TV since I think June of last year. So yeah, it's been a while. But hopefully she's in it, and uh, I, I don't know who's buying this collector's edition this year. Probably like last the... year. Last year was so cool. Like you got that cool Finn Balor statue. You got the signed Nakamura autograph. Previous yeah, you definitely years, got a bit more bang for your buck. Yeah, previous years you had like an Undertaker autograph. Like those are rare. So it's like trying to like figure out in your mind like who could the collector's edition be? Maybe it's New Day. Like they've been hot. It could definitely be like a New Day collector's edition. It could be. That's a good good choice. Triple H, he rarely signs autograph, which him and Stephanie McMahon, they announced a, an autograph signing for Connor's Cure at Barclays Center on, I believe, the 18th of August. 18th or 19th, I'm not sure. All right. But that's pretty cool that they're both signing. Um, and then you, you wake up and find out that it's John Cena, and that they don't even include, like, prototype or, like, ruthless aggression Cena. I thought that prototype was included, was in it. No. What do you mean prototype? I thought prototype was actually in it. Well, prototypes was, he was never on like WWE television as prototype. No. But like, I guess I associate prototype most closely with ruthless aggression style. That being the short trunks where he like tried to match the city's town every night. Yeah. But that didn't. That didn't make it in the game. And basic thugonomics, I don't know if that's going to, like, make its return or something, but, like, you're trying to tout, like, the 15 years of John Cena with this collector's edition, and then nothing, like, you just give 2006 and then 2009, maybe? Yeah. Well, all right. So, Dave, shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow uh, Eric at Montreal Broski. Go check out First Thing in the Morning, youtube.com slash First Thing in the Morning Show. Go buy his t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. Awesome, awesome brother over there. Go follow Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. Also go follow Joe at BeastWrestler21. Go check out Sock Monkey Mike at Sock Monkey Mike. Uh, we definitely appreciate all of you for putting us out there. Go follow Jen at Miss Jenna underscore Lee. Uh, that's L E I G H. So go follow her. Also go f- give a fo- uh, follow to at Chef Dad two thousand, and go follow Mark at uh, Mark Adam Haggerty at B. Plus Radio. Then a few of our other uh, good brothers to promote. Uh, we got some more, actually. Sid. Go follow Sid at Sid Bridge Comedy. And go follow Ariella at Ariella Nix, uh, pro wrestler over there. Go support her. Um, so a few wrestling podcasts you should go check out. Wrestling IQ 101. Go follow them, Wrestling IQ 101. Listen to their latest podcast with an interview with one mean team. Uh, that's Justin Pusser, um, and then you have Miss Jasmine and Brian Johnson. Go follow them. Also, go check out Weekly Wrestling Podcast at Weekly W Podcast on Twitter, and check out them on Blog Talk Radio. They have an interview with Alex Daniels and Tom Law- uh, Lawler. 
posted right now. And they also have an interview with Alicia Edwards and yours truly, Brandon Watts. Um, also, go check out Shining Wizards Podcast. Go follow them at Wizards Podcast. You could go listen to them, wizard, uh, shiningwizards.com. Uh, good people over there. Go buy their t-shirts, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash, uh, well, I'm not too sure what the handle is, but go check them out, Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, also, go check out Capital Wrestling. They have a, a an event this weekend, this upcoming weekend, but you should still follow them on Twitter at Capital Wrestling and go stay up to date with everything that's going on over there. Hey, Brandon, any shout outs? Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Waka waka. First up um, is a shout-out going to Aiden English's tights from Battleground. Those were sick. Yeah, based on the painting A Sunday Afternoon on the Isle of La Grande. That's actually one of my favorite paintings. Um, yeah, by what's his name? Uh, uh, Surratt. K. Surratt Surratt. No, George Surratt. George, George Surratt. I can't pronounce his name because it's French, but I know it's <laughs> nah, Surratt. It's, it's it's pixel art, pretty. Uh, I forgot what. Yeah, I think it's pixel art. Is it pixel art? I think that's what it's called. I don't think so. I it forgot. I, I was. I I did study art a long time ago. Yeah. Haven't in a long time. But uh, and speaking of art, the next one was about to be an anti shout out going to Microsoft. Because they're no longer including paint on their future computers, but they clarified and said that it's going to be still available in the App Store to download for free. Just it still won't be coming on the computers. You have to like do the work and download it yourself. But shout out to Paint, Microsoft Paint. It's like yes, it's an outdated system, but honestly, it was a big, big part of my life. I guess yeah, it sounds so weird to uh... say that, but like yeah. Yeah, you, that's where a lot of your time was spent creating art on there. Yeah, like even like even in seventh grade, I remember when I had like nothing to do in school, I would just be in computer class drawing on on paint. My teacher would be like, "How did you do this?" I was like, "Magic." Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, last stop goes to Alexa Bliss. I don't know if you saw this video or not. Um, WWE posted a video of her at the Loot Crate Factory. Did you see it? No. So they post a video of her. She's going through like the items for the that's going to be in the crate this month. And she's like, none of these items are from me. So like, these are all bad. Like it should just be like a full crate of Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, but she ended up signing like four or five of the cases like on the inside. So people who get their loot crates from this month for the WWE, they're going to, four or five of them are going to be signed by her inside. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty awesome of her. Yeah. Very cool. So those are my shout outs. And now it's time for our Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, well, I saw Spider-Man Homecoming and I thought that was an amazing movie. It was, I thought it had everything that it needed to have. And it was definitely my favorite out of all of the 
and Spider-Man the, franchises. Dude, I, I told you it was like a lot more fun of a, a movie. Yeah, it really was. It, it was. It felt a lot more on par with what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Yeah, and Michael Keaton is such an amazing villain. Uh, I I thought he played the villain role perfectly. You know, is he is he though like the best Batman or? Uh, would he have made a better Joker or? No, I mean <laughs> he's a good Batman. Uh, but yeah, I thought Vulture perfect. Um, but the part I marked out for was, um, during it, he, uh, Michael Keaton does bring up pro wrestling. <laughs> um, there's a part where they're picking, uh, Nate, like someone says what their name is yeah, and he goes, what is this pro wrestling? And then in the same sentence, he mentions getting, being booked. So I, I thought it was kind of funny that pro wrestling and being booked was in did, the same sentence. Did they mention Hulk Hogan or no? No. Or any wrestler by name? No. Uh-uh. Huh, I wonder what... I feel like I remember something like that. Nope. But, yeah, that's what I marked out for. I marked out for uh, for the pro wrestling comment by Mike, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess. Take, yeah, I mean, if yeah. I had the markout moment of the week, what I guess would have to be getting two K eighteen for twelve dollars and five cents. There you go. Good deal. I was like explaining it to the guy. Like he goes, "Oh, I see these like these gift cards from time to time. Like, what are they from?" And I told him, and I was like, "You should totally sign up." He goes, "I'm gonna have to look into it." And then I left. <laughs> but well, and that's the end of that chapter. That was our Mark Out Moment of the Week. That's our show, episode 338. Check us out, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Buy some t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Buy uh, t-shirts, I already said it. I'm not even reading this, but I did say that. Like us on Facebook, I did a thumbs up and then said bye. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. What else? YouTube.com slash out 11 ProWrestlingTees.com slash I just said that three times now. Uh, and then, yeah, follow us on Twitter at MarkinOut, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, at BTTG161. And it was good to have you back on the show this week, Dave. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad we the, wish you. The pain, oh. I'm sad, I was going to say that I'm glad the pain wasn't such uh, terrible pain that it prevented you from... Yeah, recording. I'm happy that I was able to record. It's starting to uh, be so bothersome right now, but like towards the end, it's starting to be bothersome. But hopefully, you uh, make a full recovery quite right, soon. Thank you, thank you very much. And we wish you the, the... Austin Aries is completely bald. Best, Best of luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fan.